are now tuned in to the School of Higher Thought podcast, where we explore the realm of personal development. We aim to upgrade your life through lessons learned from personal experience. Episodes are released every Sunday. For more updates and other apparent content, please follow our other social medias in the description below. I hope you've got your notepads ready. Classes in session. life is to find your gift. The purpose of life is to give it away. Pablo Picasso. Today we'll be exploring the concept of purpose and proposed ways that can help align you with yours. Purpose is something found less common in today's lost society. Typically in the past people would find purpose in family, religion, community and other mediums. Now today, families are more dysfunctional as ever. Divorce rates are through the roof. Religion is held extremely loosely by wider Western society. And we live on streets with hundreds of people and can barely name one of them. Like, let's be real, how many of your neighbours do you know? This is telling of the state of society. One consequence of this is people, especially men, are beginning to lack purpose. To define purpose, it means a person's sense of resolve or determination. Now, the word purpose derives from the old French word proposer, which means a person who suggests a subject for discussion. So the way I see it is simple. In order to pursue your purpose, you must first ask yourself questions and introduce the topic to yourself. A few questions that you can ask yourself are, what am I naturally good at? What are my strengths? But what are also my weaknesses? What makes me feel fulfilled? And make sure to not confuse this with pleasure. We often mistake pleasure for happiness and fulfillment, but it's not true. You know, pleasure is not happiness. (laughs) If I had all of the resources to do anything I wanted, whether it be financial, material, or the skills within, what would I do? How would I spend my days? And let's be honest with ourselves. We all say we want to buy luxurious materials and holidays, but once you start doing it, it all becomes normal is no longer exciting as it once was. Soon you'll be caught in a consumerist loop of waiting for the next season releases to feel happy. Strip all of those materials away from you and you'll find nothing there. So what would you really do if you had everything? If lack of resources was never a limitation for you, what would you do? How would you spend your days? How would you treat people? What would you dedicate your life to do? How would you spend every single minute of your day? What did I want to do when I was a child? Before I learned the idea of limitations and was programmed to discern what is realistic and unrealistic. For example, some things that you might have wanted to do when you were younger was become an astronaut, for example. Those are one of the far-fetched things that you could do. Now, you would have parents and concerned teachers telling you, oh, that's unlikely, or da-da-da-da-da. They're instilling their own self-limitations into you. So naturally, you throw that dream away, you throw that passion away, instantly because you think and you was taught that it's not possible or that the chances of you doing it are slim but despite the chances of it being slim it doesn't mean that it's it's, it's impossible it means that you can still do it it just means that you might have to work extra hard and more intentionally to get there so you really have to observe the things that you wanted to do before people start to push their, their own limitations into you right 
you might have wanted to, to become an actor and you might have wanted to bring joy to people on stage or in movies or you wanted to, to, to go on a, a music career. Maybe you might have wanted to become something a little bit more normal, you know, but what if you wanted to become a lawyer or a doctor? What if you wanted to do all of that? But then when you came home and you told your, your older cousin or your parent that that's what you wanted to do, they said that you couldn't do it. They said that you didn't have enough money to put you through the school to, to achieve that or have the resources to make sure that you can do this and then also have the family looked after. Well, now that you're older, now that you're in a different position, now that you see life differently, are these statements still true? Like, really, are they still true? Is there something that you can do about them? Because a lot of the time, we, we take on these different programmers that people have given to us, and then we will turn it into our reality. We will then blame our lack of purpose and our lack of results on our external circumstances, but that's just not the reality of things. That's not the truth. Because you are the person who really drives your own results. You're the person who makes the decision to fall back or and advance. So if somebody tells you something, if they get, deliver an opinion on something, it's your choice from there to fall back or advance. When we're younger, we're a lot more malleable. So naturally, we will most of the time fall back. But now that you're older, now that your set of strengths might have increased or your reality is a little bit different maybe you've landed a job with good money and you've been able to save up maybe you are in a position where you're just more mentally ready to take on opportunities and take risks well maybe this is the time for you to really identify what you used to want to do and then learn quickly that you couldn't do maybe it's time for you to change that maybe it's time for you to think about ways how you can make it work and once you have identified this if there is anything to identify from when you was younger is this something that you still want to do deep down and you don't do it because of the self limitations now if that is the case maybe this is something that you should consider maybe you might have to you know, think about what you can do from there to really put yourself in position to get back on that path. Because now if this is something that you don't want to do deep down, then fair enough. But then you have to think about, okay, cool. So what is it that I do want to do? You know, this might be something that could be discovered as you answered the question earlier about if you had all of the resources, what would you do? Would you build schools? Would you create a farm get into agriculture would you go into communities and help them to earn more money to to stimulate their economy would you go into politics and start to you know help develop new laws and to also discuss laws and current situations and future situations are you going to focus on building your community like what is it find what you want to do there's so many different things that you can do and so many ways how you can impact the world. Once you have introduced this conversation to yourself, you need to observe your thoughts and analyse where you are currently and what steps are needed to bring yourself from where you are to where you want to go. 
This can be done even better when combined with the visualization exercise I mentioned in the episode, Live Life in the Driver's Seat. It's got a visualization ex exercise that you can use in there. Um, it's one that I personally use for myself. It really, in my life, it's worked so far. Um, the people who I've showed it personally in real life, they said it works so far for them. So, you know, just try it out, see if it works for you. If not, then no harm in trying. Once you've gone through this visualization exercise, this should incite feelings of resolve and determination if truly aligned with your purpose. As humans, it is our natural instinct to follow the crowd, to conform to the rules and life paths society sets for us. Whether you are taught in school, your path is to pass your exams, to study a degree at a good university, followed by getting a well-paid job and then paying off all of those taxes and student loans, debts, get a big big mortgage, pay off that debt in, in 30 years time and then finally retire with the money that you earn from your well-paid job. Or you was taught at home that you must grow up to be like your parents because that's what happens sometimes. Sometimes you'll find that your parents will instill their belief systems into you, which is natural, right? They, they, they wanna make sure that they that you grow up protected and, and doing a method of life that worked for them. So they wanna naturally instill that into you. Unfortunately, what happens is that you will find that their way of life is instilled into you. And when it's their way of life, it's not necessarily your way of life. You may end up walking down a path that was intended for your parent, not for you. And in some situations, this can be completely fine. Some people's paths might be aligned with their parents' path. Sometimes you have to carry the torch, but sometimes you have to carry the torch in a different direction to the direction that your parent had it set for. Maybe you might have discovered something else. Maybe a different set of information was shown to you that your parent might not have known. And maybe the way of life for you might not be to have the same job as them and the same day-to-day -day life as them. Maybe your path might not be to finish college and go to university. Maybe your path might be starting up your own business. Maybe your path might be taking a one-way trip to another country and just living there. Who knows? It's up to you at the end of the day. But the problem is that we find ourselves confined within the expectations of our parents. And when we are refined within these expectations, we struggle to breach these expectations and to have that courage to step back into our paths. And this is why it's important for you to really deprogram, as a young person especially, to deprogram from the beliefs that you were fed growing up. Whether it's something that you were taught at home or taught in school, taught in work, or even just learned on your shopping trip and you overheard a conversation. Now, I remember before finding my purpose, I was surrounded with so many people who are on their own paths but their paths are different to mine. It was when I created distance between us when I began finding my own way that was true to me. Sometimes you have to separate to elevate. And this is a sacrifice that comes with traveling down your own path. You have to, you have to be willing to travel the path alone, right? Sometimes you can't bring everybody on the path with you. Sometimes the path can get overcrowded and you end up losing your sense of direction. That's why you must be brave, it's difficult. And it can be scary, but just feel safe and have trust and faith in, in if, if you're religious, have faith in God, Allah, Jehovah. If you are not religious, have faith in yourself. If you're spiritual, have faith in the universe. 
once you have isolated yourself, you will have the opportunity to truly pay attention to your internal noise, uninterrupted by the external noise. Finding your purpose is like finding yourself. In order to find yourself, you must observe within, not without. And along your journey, you can find so many opportunities that might not have been there for, me, for, for you before. But it's because you opened up that one door, which opened up 1,000 more. You must take on opportunities. You have to say yes. You have to be willing. Of course, there are also opportunities that you must also learn to say no to as well. And that's the responsibility of taking the power back into your own hands. Your purpose may be linked into helping others too. So how can you do that if you're not helped yourself? Your purpose may lay in creating a healthy family that will positively influence the world. How can you do that if you're not healed, in, healed from the internal wounds your family left you with? Or observe what could have been done better in your family. Your purpose might be to reconnect your community. But how can you create order in your community when you have not created order in your own home? This is why it begins with you. So you have to start small, then scale as much as you possibly can while celebrating each success along the journey. You must understand that from here on out you will be faced with difficult decisions. Maybe your friendship circle does not align with your purpose and is dragging you away from your potential. Maybe you need to search for a new job that complements your purpose and provides plenty more learning opportunity. Maybe that job might even pay you less. The reason why these choices will grow more and more challenging is because you must decide between immediate and delayed gratification. Which one do you want? Which one will provide you the most fulfillment? Which one will align with your purpose best? Which one will be the best building block for the next step of your journey? But one thing that my god brother Nimai told me is to make something of your own potential is to choose your own set of sacrifices and set your own limitations. Success is built not from feeling limitless but creating limits and owning it. When he told me this, I had to read a few a few times. <laughs> if you have to rewind the episode, feel free. Listen to that quote multiple times. Truly understand it and comprehend what that means. Because that right there, that is how you travel down the path of success. Success being the progressive realisation of a worthy ideal. So what limits will you place upon yourself? What sacrifices will you, will you be willing to make to really travel down this path? To cultivate your potential? To really reach the next height? How far are you willing to go? Now here's a little something as well. This is something that I learned inside of Mexico. So if you don't know, I went to Mexico, I believe in April, and I went to the Mayan ruins. Uh, had a tour guide, his name was Erlan, or Erlan. He was actually a descendant of the Mayans, and he had a wealth of knowledge about his culture and his history. So one of the things that was profound to me and really interesting was how they allocated purpose in their society so society wasn't it wasn't like oh, i get a job you know pay off a mortgage and da, 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 da. it's not like our society is nothing like it they were a lot more i'd like to say tuned in with nature tuned in with spirituality they were also students of the universe they will study the stars they'll study all sorts of things and one way how they identified your purpose was through basically astrology so they'll look at the the dates and the times when people were born and if they were born in particular months 
then that person was destined for XYZ. So, for example, I don't remember the exact dates and what the sign meant um, or the or what, which month allocates to that sign either. So I'm not going to go into that. But what I will say is that, in essence, if you was born in a particular month, your purpose would be assigned to you. So each month would be different. So one month you could be basically born to become a teacher. So these people would then become the, the educators in that society in their community. They will grow up to soak up as much information as they possibly can to then educate the masses. Some people would grow up to become rulers. Some people would grow up to even become sacrifices because what they believed was that when inside of their particular area, right, they were so tuned in, like they would even have, they had this um, big tower that was built, it was like a pyramid type of structure. And there was a, almost like a square hole in the top. And that one small hole was actually a whistle that would, when there's a hurricane coming, it, the, 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 the wind would basically pick up and it would go through that small hole. And that hole would basically send out a whistle that can be heard all across like kilometers wide to basically warn the people that there's a hurricane coming. And that's how in tuned and, and intelligent these people were. But they also believed that, you know, when the, the gods were upset because, or when they were thirsty, they would create droughts. And the way how they would fulfill that gods first would be to basically sacrifice the, the people that was born in that particular month. So if you was born in that particular month, you might have been sacrificed to the gods. But what makes this interesting is because when you look at our culture, we don't believe in that. We don't believe that when there's a drought, there's a God that's, that's basically seeking sacrifices. We don't see it as that. We see it in a completely different way. So when we observe their culture, we see it from a, a, a perspective of, ah, oh, that's, that's crazy. Like, why would you sacrifice yourself for da 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 da? Like, that is terrible. But inside of their culture, it's an honour. And it goes to show how different perspectives vary and how purpose can be interpreted in different ways and how it's individual to yourself. And it can also be linked into your culture. Because when you think about that person who might have been sacrificed, they will be scared, of course, maybe, but to them, it's, it's, it's honourable to do it. It's, it's needed. It's something that needs to be done in their, in their society. And if it isn't done, then it could bring shame upon their family. It could bring bad fortune. It could bring bad, um, all sorts of things to their family and their loved ones. It could mean that their, their community is not going to be fed for, for months and months and months. So the main reason why I'm, I'm pointing this out to you guys is to show you how there are many different perspectives to what purpose is and there's no right or wrong answer. You just have to go with what feels right to you and what might feel right to you isn't necessarily going to be do, being a human sacrifice. Okay, so don't become a human sacrifice. But it's one of those ones as well where you can also take away from that because religion also talks about this as well, becoming a sacrificial lamb. You know, Jesus was a sacrificial lamb, for example. It's talking about setting those sacrifices and limitations. It's talking about 
understanding what you have to offer and being willing to sacrifice that for your own selfish needs and giving that to the rest of the world. And that can also be linked into your purpose. It doesn't need to be your actual life. Don't see it in that context. For me, I'm sacrificing my time and my mental energy in order to process this information to deliver it to you. But that's a piece of my purpose. My, a piece of my purpose is linked into helping other people. And a part of that is educating. A part of that is revealing different perspectives of the world and life and, and how we should live. Another piece of my potential is also helping people to, to exceed their self-limitations and to increase their income and to you know stimulate the economy i love this is everything that's linked into my purpose this is what makes me wake up in the morning i'm i'm, I'm smiling because i'm i'm getting messages every single day about how much i've helped people that really makes me feel fulfilled i don't really feel fulfilled from making a profit but i do fulfilled when i can see what comes with making that profit whether i'm reinvesting into people or reinvesting into things that can help people i love that and I just want you to be able to find that for yourself. And whether you find that for yourself is dependent on you, whether you take out the time to really understand yourself, know what you're good at, know what you love, know what the world needs as well. But then also seeing if you can be rewarded for that, right? Whether it's monetary or what, you know, of course in our society it's ideal that we want to be financially rewarded for our, for our work. But it's one of those things where not all of the time you, you will be rewarded for that financially sometimes you will be rewarded with it with honor respect sometimes it will be with love and sometimes if that's good enough for you then that's good enough for you you know if that's something that you value more than financial rewards then by all means that is something that that, that maybe you should go for it so it's one of those ones where you need to find what works for you, what is best for you. Because if you think about what's best for others and listen to what was best for them too, then it might not be best for you because you are potentially walking down a path that was not meant for you. You're walking, around, you're walking down a path that was meant for somebody else with a different unique set of abilities and skills and thought processes. So bottom line, purpose. You must look within, not without, to find your purpose. It's all inside of you. You just need to look for it. You need to be intentional. The more you search internally for the answer to this question, what is my purpose? The more it will become more authentic to you. Even better if you actually observe the wounds that have been inside of you, whether it's childhood trauma, whether it's a situation that you've been through from financial distress to anything, even if it's something small, even if it's something that you don't feel like everyone in the world is experiencing it. Maybe you might be a gardener and maybe you lost crops because of a certain mistake. Maybe there's something in that mistake that you could offer to people, right? And that's a piece of your ikigai. Maybe you're good at gardening. Maybe you love gardening. Maybe there's people in the world who need to find better and more efficient ways of gardening. And on top of that, if you can then create an educational and informational resource that can help people or a product that can help people to overcome this issue, 
and then offer that for a fee, you can be rewarded financially for that. Or you can just give it to someone for free if you want. But either way, that's your work. That's something that links into what you love and what you are passionate about. Or maybe you're somebody who's been through, you know, loneliness, but then you've discovered how to love yourself more. That's something that you love. That's something that you're good at. That's something that the world needs. And that's something that you can also be rewarded for. This is also a kind of a philosophy that the Japanese use called Ikigai. And it's basically, if you break it down, Iki means life and Gai means worth or purpose. So it basically means life's worth or life's purpose. And this is something that they just follow religiously. The specific four pieces it's called the, the treasure map, I believe. And it's basically trying to find a bridge between what you love, what you're good at, what the world needs, and we can be rewarded for. And if you really just understand what of those, which of those four that you can really apply into your life and employ into your life, you can really find a way to make your life much more f- fulfilling than it is. Because I know many of you have jobs where you thought it was going to be cool you thought it was going to be it, it was going to be something that you wanted to do and then you realize that it's actually not fulfilling you or some of you might not even have gone into to the job with that pers- perspective maybe you've gone into the job just looking for money but then you realize that the money's not making you happy whether you're making 1 million pounds or you're making 100 pounds in a, a, a week <laughs> it doesn't matter you must find something that really you can look back at it and say, you know what, I love this. And that's, that, that, that can make you feel fulfilled. And when you feel fulfilled, I'm sure you can live a lot, much longer than most people. It will bring longevity into your life. And this is why Japanese people live to such old age. This is why they have so many centenarians. Because they follow lives of real, true fulfillment. And they also practice their own exercises like Qigong and so forth. It's quite interesting as well. About cultivating the energy from within so i'm gonna leave you with this i'm gonna repeat what my god brother told me to make something of your own potential is to choose your own set of sacrifices and set your own limits success is built from not feeling limitless but creating limits and owning it that being said class is in session peace